Father heaven we thank you so much for tonight forever you will be the lamb upon the throne today we gladly bow our knees to worship you alone let the wind of the spirit begin to blow the wind blows where it listed we don't know where it's going we don't know where it's coming from so is everyone that is born of the spirit let this meeting be one that is born of the spirit let us be carried by the wind of the spirit make our will so light like a feather that we will be born and carried and moved by the holy ghost let spiritual doors open in heaven let the glory of god be poured down let god arise and let his enemies be scattered we wash ourselves in the blood of jesus we come by the new and living way which you have consecrated for us through the veil that is your flesh having therefore boldness we come boldly to the throne of grace we ask for mercy in the time of need give me the tongue of the learned that i may know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary i rebuke every satanic power presence instrument weapon spirit we take control of this very atmosphere open every eye and every ear let the light begin to shine in the spirit let the light that the darkness cannot withstand let the light begin to shine bless everybody here may we never be the same again Holy Spirit, give me the soul of a wind child that I may declare the mysteries of the gospel. Everybody say amen. amen. Look at your neighbor, say your body be blessed. You may be seated. Before I preach tonight, I want to introduce some books I brought along. I believe that it will be a blessing to you. Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 4.15, he said, meditate upon these things to meditate means means to think deeply the most dangerous form of thinking is common sense thinking with common sense so paul told timothy he said when you are thinking don't think with common sense is the dangerous form of wisdom he said think with the scriptures so it says, when you are meditating, think with these things. That's why I said, until I come, give yourself to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. In other words, thinking has to be backed by quality information. And one of them is God's word. So, if you want to have a great life, remember... That your life is a summation of all your decisions, big and small. The prodigal son did not become a poor man one day. It was a series of faulty decisions. But they compounded and they became a very big negative decision. So today I want to introduce some books to you that will help you to think as you are thinking. This, today I want to introduce this one a little bit more. It's called Squatters. Very powerful book. You know, anytime I enter a hotel, I pray. Why? There are demons there. 
Demons can be in rooms. One day I went to preach somewhere. When I came back, I opened the door. I had the key. I put the key in my pocket. I went out. I came back middle of the night. I switched on the light. A huge black cat was lying in the center of my bed. Nobody entered the hotel room. I was the only one. As soon as the cat saw me, it jumped down and disappeared. There are demons in rooms. So squatters talks about the fact that there are spiritual squatters in rooms. That's why when you rent a place, you must pray. In the book of Job, the devil never entered Job. He entered his house. Job 1.10, the devil said to God, has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? The devil said, you have walled his house spiritually and I can't enter. Job 1-2 of God said, behold, all that he has is in thy hand. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. God said, don't touch him, but I remove the walls. So that day, a spirit entered the house. Job had 10 children, his wife, himself, they were 12. But that day, they became 13 people in that family. A spirit joined them. Death came to the house. Poverty came to the house. There are evil spirits in rooms. The Holy Ghost is a spirit and he can fill a room. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says in Acts 2, 2, it filled the house where they were sitting. And when it filled the house, he started influencing everybody in that house. Peter's walking changed. They said, these men are full of new wine because he was talking by heart. And they said, we, are, we suspect he's on Tutapak or Guinness. But what they didn't know was that the spirit in the house was influencing them. I believe there are shops that people don't shop there because evil spirits are shopping. They don't allow people to enter. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, the Bible says, When Solomon had made an end of praying, verse 1 says, The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices. And the priest could not enter into the house. Why? It was an ordinary house. But when he finished praying, the Holy Ghost or the glory of God filled the house. And people couldn't enter. Because his spirit has seized the house. That's why when you are going to pray, you, you go to even somebody's house, you must pray. You are sleeping, you must pray. You visit somebody, you must pray. Because spirits can be in rooms. Hallelujah! May God deliver you from any wicked, evil spirit. Yeah. Once I was preaching on this book, there was a guy sitting on the third row. He felt a movement in his pocket. When he checked, a huge mouse had appeared in his pocket. Tell your neighbor, watch your pocket. He, the spirit was not in his room. It was in his pocket. Businessman, his business had collapsed. After that encounter, he told me, after three months, my business grew by 1,000%. Put your hands together for Jesus.
So when we close, get this book, Squatters. Powerful book, which was published by Christian House. And um, it's making waves around the world. Then this one, Rules of Engagement, I spoke about yesterday, talks about prayer. Prayer is about working with God. Then this one is um, a series of short, short, short teachings. Energy drink. It gives you spiritual energy. Make sure you get one. If you don't like reading too much, get this one. By the time you finish the first page and you are feeling sleepy, you would have finished. Because it's one page, one page. It's for people who don't like to read too much. It will bless you. And I'm preaching around this one, the invitation. It talks about the call of God. And the call of God just means to be invited. So this is what I'm preaching around this theme, the invitation. So when we close, instead of buying both fruit and also cocoa, make sure you get a book. Because man shall not live by bread alone, by everywhere that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Today somebody is about to be healed. Amen. If you are the person, say amen. amen. Somebody is about to receive a miracle. If you are the person, say amen. amen. You know, one of my gifts is the gift of miracles. I hear about testimonies on a daily basis. Not even weekly. Daily basis. Today, I'm going to hear yours. Last week, somebody, two days ago, somebody wrote to me. He said, my dad had cancer. And I brought my dad and you prayed for him. He said, after the prayer, I went and did new tests. He said, every cancer cell had disappeared in his body. That's the mighty God, we said. Last year, a certain man's son died. His son was about five years old. The man called me from the hospital. He said, my son is dead. The doctors have written his death certificate. He said to me, can God heal him? I said, what not? With God, all things are possible. I prayed with this man. I put the phone down. After about 15, 20 minutes, the man called me back. He said, my son has resurrected from the dead. But to draw the power of God, you need hunger. In Luke one fifty three, the Bible says, He has filled the hungry, not the church members, the hungry with good things. Push your neighbor, say, I'm hungry. Not those who pay tight, but the hungry. That is why a lot of miracles of Jesus occurred on the streets, not in church. The lame man who was healed at the gate of the temple called Beautiful, he never attended the service. He was outside, a businessman. But he received a miracle. And those who sang the worship songs, gave an offering, did everything, they didn't receive even one. The difference was hunger. In Acts 3, 5, the Bible says, And he gave heed unto them, expecting... To receive something. Tonight, somebody must walk out of this place with a husband. Amen. And a wife. Amen. And an anointing. Amen. And cash. Amen. And dollars. Amen. 
Maika sataka bukabarianda bukabarianda. Hunger. Your amen is important. Because it means that you are receiving it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So tonight I want you to be hungry. That God is about to bless you with any type of miracle you are going to receive it. Amen. Amen. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, I receive a miracle tonight. Grant me faith to receive one. Somebody say amen. amen. Yesterday I started sharing on purpose. There is a higher purpose behind your purpose to be an iron rust dealer. There is an, a higher purpose in life. You may be a cement dealer. There is nothing wrong. You may be an iron rust dealer. There is nothing wrong. But there is a higher purpose beyond selling iron rods. Or selling fools. There is a higher purpose. This purpose is a spiritual purpose. Paul thought that he had been called to kill Christians. But Jesus appeared to him and said, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. To make thee a minister and a witness. Both of these things which thou hast seen, and in those things which I will appear. There was a higher purpose. A spiritual one. So one day, I went to preach. It's around 3 a.m. in the morning. My father's house, there was a rooftop. My father's house was about, we live by the beach side. So about 150 meters to the sea. So from my house... You can see the sea. So there I was praying around 3 a.m. Whilst I was praying, I saw the heavens open. I never knew the heavens could open, but the heavens opened. Ezekiel said, Ezekiel 1 1, in the fourth month, in the fifth day, as I was among the captives by the river of Sheba, he said, the heavens were open. So when they are closed, you see clouds and birds and vultures. But when they are open, you see heaven. May you see heaven one of these days. That's why Stephen said, I see the heavens open. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So that day I saw the heavens open. And who did I see in the heavens? I saw Jesus. It was dark, but the whole world lit up like it was there. Reminds me of the words of Paul in Acts 26 verse 12. He said, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light above the brightness of the sun. Midday, which meant there is a light that makes the midday sun to look like darkness. That was the light that I saw. Right, and I saw heaven, and I saw Jesus, and I saw him coming down from the heavens. I saw him with my own two eyes. I fell on the ground, 
And I, I was afraid. The first I said, God, please don't kill me. Then he stood there. Then somebody asked me, how did he look like? He looked like a human being made out of light. It made me understand 1 John 1, 5. God is light. And truly, God is light. And I remember I asked him, why do you shine so much? And he said to me, that is the color of holiness. It's a holiness emits a light. I am not made out of flesh. I am made out of holiness. That's why I say God is holy. So I saw this bright light in human form. Then he said to me, I have called you into the ministry. On that day, I discovered my purpose. But my purpose into the ministry or my call into the ministry was just uh, a means to an end. A means is something you do to achieve something. And the end is what you are trying to achieve. So for example, money is a means to an end. It's not an end in itself. That's why you can't have, wake up at morning and say, I'm having 50 Ghana cities for breakfast. No. You use 50 Ghana cities to achieve your breakfast. But 50 Ghana cities itself is not breakfast. That's why sometimes God can bless you without giving you money. He will give you the end without going through the means. So why did he call me? To preach. But what is the ultimate purpose of God concerning his call? Yesterday I told you. The ultimate purpose of the call of God is not to preach. The ultimate aim of the call of God is to look like Jesus. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called or invited according to his purpose or plan. Also, he invites us to follow a plan. What plan is this? 29. Whom he did foreknow. Foreknow means to know in advance. He also did predestinate. Predestinate means to arrange in advance. To be conformed to the image of his son. That he, Jesus, might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. And the brethren are you and I. So the aim is to be conformed to the image of his son. To look like Jesus. And I explained yesterday that was why God created man in the first place. When God was creating man, he was not trying to create preachers or singers or bass guitarists or pastors. He had a clear agenda. Genesis 1 26, he said, Let us make man in our image. We are not trying to create choristers, we are trying to make somebody who looks just like us. Sin destroyed the agenda. But the call of God is a series of invitations that as you respond to each invitation, incrementally and gradually, over time, you are restored back into the image of Christ. And God's purpose is fulfilled one more time. And I explained there are seven calls. I think I spoke about five. 
but there are seven of them. The first one I said was the call to salvation. First Thessalonians 2.12 He has called us to his kingdom. Call number two. So when you are saved, then you start changing. You used to smoke, but now you don't smoke again. You used to tell lies, now you don't tell lies again. Holding a fake car key, saying that you have bought a car is outside. But there's no car outside. But now that you are born again, you have changed. You don't tell such lies again. Do you know what is happening? You are changing into the image of his son. It's called you. The second call, I said, was the call to be holy. In 1 Corinthians 1, 2, Paul said, To all that be in Corinth, called to be saints. A saint means a holy one. So he says, everybody in Corinth, who calls himself a Christian, God has called you to be a saint. Holiness is a calling. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. But it seems the charismatic church has forgotten that holiness is a calling. We see calling as crusades and preaching. But holiness is a higher call than the ministry, than the call to the ministry. Holiness is a core subject. But ministry is an elective. He gave some to be apostles. Not everybody. It's like someone reading history and someone reading dondology. It is not compulsory. But this one, it says, with all that in every place, call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both theirs and ours. They went to call number three, which is the call to suffer. Push your number and say, I've been called to suffer. If you know you are called to suffer, you have a good marriage. I've been married for over 25 years. I don't remember one day I've had a disagreement with my wife overnight before. Why? Because I've been called to suffer. So even when I am angry and I don't want to talk, I talk by force because I have been called to suffer. The reason why some people have such a bad marriage is that the calling to suffer, you have not picked it up. In the night when your husband lifts his hand to touch you, he says, Pa, put your hand down. You see, you have not understood the call to suffer. You didn't give chop money, you are come to touch you. Keep your hand back. First Peter 2.21 says, Even hereunto were you also called also called christ suffered for us leaving us an example that we should follow his footsteps who did not sin neither was guile found in his mouth when he was reviled he reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him who judges righteously. If you pick up the call to suffer, it will be difficult to have a bad marriage. 
you have a bad marriage because you have picked the call to ministry you can come for one night and prayer meeting and receive anointing oil but the call to suffer is a chair over my dead body That is why even pastors can't save anybody. The least thing that they annoy, they will pack their bags and leave. They have been called to ministry, but they have not been called to suffer. But it's step, and you are changing more and more into the image of Jesus. The fourth one was the call to be blessed. Isaiah 51 verse 2. Look to Abraham your father and Sarah that bore you. I called him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. God called us to bless us. May God bless you. May he bless you with peace. May he bless you with money. May he bless you with joy. May he bless you with wisdom. It's a calling. A Christian ought to be blessed. The next call, I said, was a call to the ministry. That's call number five. Now, after you are blessed spiritually and physically, the aim of the call to the ministry is to help God to prepare other people to look like Jesus. The end point of ministry is not singing. The end point of ministry is not preaching. The end point of ministry is not miracles. The end point of ministry is to look like Jesus. That's why Ephesians 4.11 says, He gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. What work is this that we are supposed to do in the ministry? For the edifying of the body of Christ. Edifying means to build. So even in the church, we are building people into something. What are we building? Businessmen, no. We are building people who look like Jesus, the body of Christ. That's what we are building. So if we have church members and they have built mansions but they don't look like Jesus, we have missed the point. If we have pastors, they can perform miracles but they don't look like Jesus, we have missed the point. Verse 13 says, till we all, everybody, from the bass guitarist to the pastor to the new convert. Come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. He said, everybody's supposed to look like somebody, a certain man. What man is this? Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you're not supposed to look like, like your biological father. Your biological father like Guinness. You too, you like Guinness. No. You're supposed to look like Jesus. 
supposed to look like Jesus. Chairman, when we get to heaven and we arrive with children who don't look like Jesus, he will ask us, I put you in the ministry to transform people to look like me. Who are these people? A man from Begro, his wife from Bompata with a Chinese baby. They say, where from this baby? But when we shall see him, we shall be like him. You can be doing something not knowing and not even know why what you are doing. Many in the church or some in the church don't know that that is the purpose of the call. Everything else is a means to an end. It's not an end. In itself. Call number six was a call to glory. That's when you die. First Corinthians 15 50, Paul said, This I say, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall all, all not sleep, we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of the eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And then this corruptible shall put on incorruption. This mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. That is when you change into God's original purpose. Let us make man in our image. You won't take Joshua again. You will fly like Batman. You will move in the air like Iron Man. You know all those superheroes? I believe that they are pictures of the supernatural body that we will carry. All the superheroes we see in the movies, they go through wars, they appear, they disappear, they fly. I think they are pictures of the kind of supernatural body that we have. That's why in heaven there are no pastors. If God was looking for pastors, he would take pastors there. There are no ashes. There are no evangelists. There are no churches. Because that was not his intention when he was creating man. So at the end, man will go back to God's original idea. Now say you do heaven, Aminia. There are different levels in heaven. Then we come to another call. This one is called the heavenly calling. You know, when we get to heaven, the call to glory is also called the heavenly calling. But as Christians, when we all arrive in heaven, there's yet another call. This one is not a call for you to be transformed into the image of Christ. Already you have been transformed. This one is a different call. One day, I had a vision. In this vision, 
I went to heaven. Anyway, the title of my sermon is the final call. Put someone say the final call. This call is unique because it doesn't take place on earth. It takes place in heaven. I had a vision, chairman. In this vision, I went to heaven. And when I went to heaven, an angel was taking me on a tour of the place. And I saw huge mansions. And the interesting thing was they were all under construction. They were not finished. Then we entered one huge mansion, still under construction. Then I asked the angel, I said, why is this building not finished? And he said to me, the buildings are finished when you die. But once you are alive, the construction continues. In John 14, 2, Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions and I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, you may be also. So Jesus said, these buildings are under preparation. And what I like about this thing is that Jesus said, in my father's house. You know, I have this game called Monopoly. Monopoly has many houses, red and green houses. And all the Monopoly houses, they are in my house. So the mansions of this house, they are like toys in God's house. In my father's house are many mansions. One day a friend of mine came to visit me with his children. And as they were going, they were playing with my children's toys. They wanted to take some of these toys away. Their father said to them, no, 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 no. You can't take them away. Leave them. They are not for you. So they left all their toys and they went to sit in their father's car and they were crying and they left. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, the world is like that. One day, all the money, all the houses, everything, I give it to you to play for some time. But at a point, I will say, leave it. It is time to go home. It's time to go home. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we carry nothing out. So, I asked the angel, I said, whose building is this? He said, this building is for Jackie. Jackie is a lady in our church. I said, really? This is Jackie's building? He said, yes. It's under construction. Huge. The floor was some kind of marble. I've not seen some before. Beautiful house. Then I saw some people in the house. They were wearing some like some clothes. But the clothes radiated some kind of light. Then I saw a certain man in the house. He was sitting on the chair. He had tears in his eye. Then I said to the angel that I, Who is this man? And why has he got tears in his eyes? I thought that in heaven people don't cry. Then he said, oh, you heavy people cry. I was shocked. I said, ah, how? He said, have you forgotten John? John came to heaven, Revelation chapter 5 verse 4. He said, and I wept much. Right in front of God, he was crying. Then 
they said to me, people cry not because they are in pain. They, shall, they don't cry, there shall be no more sorrow, neither pain nor crying. He said they cry for a different reason. But they don't cry because of pain. They cry because maybe certain things that they could have done, they didn't do. And they are sad that they didn't do it. That's what makes them cry. The man was crying. So I said, so who is this man? And he said to me, watch his clothes. And I watched his clothes. I realized that he wasn't shining like the other people around. So I said, why is he not shining like that? Then he said to me, this man comes from a certain part of heaven. It is called outer darkness. I said, really? Outer darkness? I thought it was in hell. He said, no, 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 no. He said to me, outer darkness is the outer section of heaven. And I said, so why is it called outer darkness? And he said, depending on how you serve the Lord, those who serve the Lord very well, they live in the center of the city and they shine more. They turn, they that turn many to righteousness shall shine as the stars forever and ever. Then he said, those people who didn't serve the Lord so much, they live at the outer parts of the city. But because they don't shine so much, that place looks darker as if there is doom sudden. But the glory is lighter. Because there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the sun. So also is the resurrection of the dead. So some will shine like the sun, some will shine like the moon, and some will shine like the stars. We will carry different levels of glory. So he said to me, that is why that place is called outer darkness. Because the people that live there, their glory is not so much. Then I said, really? So I said, so, why, what are some of the things that he cannot do? Then he said, there are certain activities he cannot participate. I was shocked. I said, oh, I thought when we all arrive in heaven, we can all participate in activities. He said, no. He said, based on the level of glory you carry, there are certain activities you will not be allowed. So I said, like what? He said, like the final call. What final call? He said, like the marriage supper of the Lamb. There is going to be a certain feast in heaven. It's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. That feast is not open to all. It is open to a select few, those who have been invited. Not all of us are going to get there. It's like in a plane, there is first class business and economy. Same plane, but some people are sleeping and some people are sitting. But in the same plane. We are all going the same place. Different treatment. We are in the same place. I was shocked. Revelation chapter 19 verse 7 it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. So this is heaven. The church has arrived. The bride 
the church has made herself ready. Verse 8. To her was granted that she should be clothed in fine linen, clean and white. So he said the people of the church who are the bride of Christ, they are supposed to be wearing some special clothes. He says it's fine linen, clean and white. What is this material made of? Then he says, the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. But the actual translation is the righteous acts of the saints. In other words, what you do for God is important. It determines the kind of clothes that we wear. Then he said to me, next verse, he said, right, blessed are they who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. There is going to be a dinner. That dinner, some people will be invited to the dinner. Some people will be left out of the dinner. The angel said to me, that's why the man is crying. One of the reasons why he's crying. He's going to miss the dinner. There is a call in heaven. It is called the call to the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is a special dinner. Let me tell you a little bit about this dinner. Push your neighbor say, I will be there. Actually, this dinner, the Bible talks about this dinner in different parts of the Bible. Jesus himself spoke about it. You know, the books of the Bible, they are like video cameras. Filming from different angles. So depending on which camera you are looking through, you see a particular thing. Like soccer. From one angle or from one camera, the goal is an offside. From another angle too, it is a clean goal. So depending on the camera, you can make a mistake. But when you put all the cameras together, then you realize what actually happened on the page. The word of God is like that. Until you bring all the cameras together, you can never know what actually happened on the page. In Matthew chapter 22 verse 2, Jesus referred to this dinner. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man which made a marriage for his son. Verse 11. So the marriage came, like how they said they are called to the marriage. Then the dinner came. There was now the dinner. Verse 11. When the king came in to see the guests. So now we are all in heaven. God is around fraternizing with the guests. Oh, how are you? Welcome. What's your name? Oh, new boy from Jamestown. Welcome. You too, what's your name? Oh, Ching Chong Ching from Shanghai. Oh, welcome. You too, where are you from? He said, oh, me, me free, be quiet. I said, welcome. He saw there a man which had not a wedding garment. The guy was in heaven. He has attended the dinner. But the problem was, the thing he was wearing, he didn't qualify to be at that dinner. He said to him, friend, if God knew him, I said, Madame, I know you. But this dinner, 
comest thou in hither, not having a garment? He said, we are all in heaven, you are my friend. But this dinner is not for everybody. It's a special call. He said, how did you come here not having a garment? And he was speechless. He couldn't say anything. And he said, bind him hand and foot. Take him out. Cast him into outer darkness. He said, take him to the outer part where he came from. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The guy was carried by the bounces out of the dinner. He carried him away. When Jesus healed the centurion in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion said in verse 9, I also am a man under authority. I say to this man, Go, and he goes. To another, Come, and he comes. To my servant, Do this, and he does it. Verse 9, when Jesus heard these things, he marveled and said to them that followed, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Then verse 10, he started talking about the dinner again. Many shall come from the east and the west and shall treat with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. This is heaven. But the children of the kingdom, not the children of the devil, these are Christians, they shall be cast out into outer darkness. So Jesus said, this centurion, he will be at the table. He will receive an invitation to the marriage supper of the Lamb. He said he will be there. He will sit with Abraham. He will sit with Isaac. He will sit with Jacob, but the children of the kingdom, not the devil, of the devil, the children of the kingdom, real Christians, they will be taken away to the outer parts of heaven. Because those people who are there, they are not allowed to come for this dinner because they have not been invited. The call to the marriage supper of the Lord. I wonder, man, say, hey, they didn't did any. What kind of food is there? You and I, may we be at that dinner. May you be sitting by Job. You say, Job, please pass the meat. Pass the meat. Abraham will be at your side. He say, Abraham, for so bold on man, bimbraha. Put the hands together for Jesus. To the marriage supper of the Lamb. And do you know what Jesus said in verse 14? In Matthew 2, verse 14, he said, Many are called, which means many will be in heaven, but few will be chosen to attend this dinner. That word, many are called, few are chosen, is in relation to this dinner. The many will be in heaven, but few 
will attend the dinner. I don't know what it is about this dinner, chairman. But I think I must be there. Push and never say, I must be there. Heaven's one Are you serious? On earth, the only dinner you attended was the church one. The one in heaven too, you don't want to go. Who should never say, I'll be there? In Matthew 25, you see the same after darkness there again. Verse 14. The kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered to them his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. To every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he has seen one talent, went and traded with him, made them other five talents. He that received two, gained other two. Likewise, he that received two. Sorry, seven things. Likewise, he that received two, gained another two. And he that received one, gained one. After a long time, verse 19 says, the Lord of those seven cometh and reckoneth with them. 21, 20. He does if I cannot came and said, Lord, thou didst unto me five talents. Behold, I've gained beside them five talents more. The Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have thou been faithful of a few things, I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Chairman, do you know what I suspect the joy of the Lord is? I suspect it is the dinner. This is heaven. These are all servants of God. They are not unbelievers. And after a long time, he came back. He came with rewards. Then the one who had one talent, verse 24, and he that received one talent came and said, Lord, I know you. You are a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not strawed. Sometimes it's dangerous to help people. Yes. The people you are helping, they'll come and insult you. This man, you, you don't have any money. Your master has given you money. And he comes to ask you for the money. Now you are insulting him. That's why sometimes people don't want to help anybody. Because sometimes the people you help, they will become your enemies. If you don't help them, rather they are your friends. So he came. 25, the Lord said, Thou wicked and slothful servant. This guy was a servant of God. He was not a non-believer. God himself said he's my servant. Thou knowest that I reap where I have not sown. Gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money at the exchanges. So that at my coming, I will see my own with usury. Usury means interest. 28. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given. But from he that hath not, even that which he hath shall be taken away from him. 30. And cast you the unprofitable servant. He's a servant of God. Into outer darkness. Where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. They will be crying because they will miss this dinner. Now I'm closing. This is the final call. It doesn't take place on earth. It takes place in heaven. So after we have been changed into the image of Christ, when we get there, 
there is another invitation. A special invitation. What do you do to qualify to receive an invitation card to attend this dinner? Let me give you a few tips. Number one, righteousness. Revelation chapter 19 verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. Then it says, the fine linen is the righteousness, righteous acts of the saints. Listen, your level of holiness will determine the amount of material you have when you arrive in heaven. This dinner, you must be in bubu. You need a lot of material to sow to be at this dinner. And the Bible tells us that this fine linen, which is your righteousness, the things you do, righteous acts, is the material. So if you are a Christian and you live in sin, maybe you will be saved, you arrive in heaven, but the material you will have will be like my handkerchief. You will be in bikini. And at this dinner, no bikinis allowed. Only boo-boos. Put your hands together for Jesus. With the bunny. Ubo bushi ya muntu ya. Uwa two boyfriends. One wa Chicago. Nebaku wa Downsuma. Chicago for love. No. Downsuma for love. Chicago for money. By the time you arrive, your material is this size. So you cover yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is John. No, 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 no. The fine linen. The way you can insult your husband, you are reducing the material. The way you can borrow people's money and not pay, you are reducing the material. The way you can insult your own father, you are reducing the material. It says, to be at that wedding, you need a lot of material. That's why we must be careful how we live our lives. Because the Bible says, defiling is the righteous acts the saints. That guy was thrown out because his material was not enough. So God said, friend, how did you make it to this dinner with inappropriate clothing? Who brought you here? He said, cast him into outer darkness. Number two, faith. A life 
of faith qualifies you to sit at the table with Abraham, the father of faith. How can a father of unbelief sit with the father of faith? It's not possible. When the centurion exercised great faith, Jesus said, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Then he said, many shall come from the east and the west and they shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Which means a man of faith qualifies to sit at the table with the fathers of faith. Our Christian work is a work of faith. As a Christian, if you're not careful, you can move out of a faith life. Because you have a salary, you have a house, you have a steady income, you're on double spine. You are you okay. What are you believing God for? There is nothing to believe God for. You can move into a mode where there is no faith. But do you know why you don't need faith? Because you don't do the work, you don't do the work of God. When you do the work of God, it will challenge you to be a man of faith. You must pray for the sick. You must lay hands for miracles. You must pray for people. That one alone will make you a man of faith. Even to preach and ask people, give your life to Christ, you must use faith to call it out. Faith. Faith qualifies a man to be invited to this table. So Jesus said, this centurion, you'll sit down with us. Number three, I close, faithfulness. Mm. Faithfulness. Do you know what makes, my, what makes marriage hard? Because you have to be faithful to one person for a very long time. You can marry anybody as long as it's for five minutes. What time does is that time tests parts of your life that has never been tested before. It exposes your weaknesses. When you marry somebody, you're both 18 years old, you don't have a job, you all don't have a job, you're all broke. But when one person begins to have more money, now something else called prosperity will test the marriage. So time brings things that you were not exposed to into your life. And those things test areas of your life that had never been tested before. That's why it is difficult to be faithful. But Hebrews 3.1 says, Wherefore, holy brethren, Partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, even as Moses also was faithful in all his house. Jesus was faithful in heaven. When there was a rebellion by Lucifer, he said, I won't join. When he came as a poor carpenter's son, broke, still, he was faithful. As a high priest by God with all power, faithful. 
as an apostle sent to the earth as a human being, a carpenter's son, still faithful. The time has come for us to be committed to God. There are Christians who are committed to a political party more than God. And I wonder, how can a Christian be committed to a political party more than God himself? Faithfulness. How faithful are you to your wife? How faithful are you to your husband? How faithful are you to your church? How faithful are you to your senior pastor? How faithful are you to the people who trust and believe in you? Faithfulness. It's easy to be a Christian for one year. It's easy to join the choir for one year, but to be in the choir for 25 years. You didn't have a child when you joined. When you had twins, you were still inside. After the twins, you were still inside. You became a grandmother, you were still inside. That is faithfulness. God said, unfaithful servant, sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So as I close, I want to remind that we are all Christians. But when we get there, it's like a plane. There is first class, there is business class, there is economy. Where will you be? For me, I am determined to sit with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob at that table. And I'm sure there are more things than is revealed in the scriptures. So I want to urge you. There is a final call and it says, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. There's a great blessing in it. Let's be faithful to God. Don't be faithful to your boyfriend more than God. Be faithful to God. Faith, righteousness, faithfulness. Things that don't seem high on this earth, but the things which are highly esteemed amongst men are abomination in the sight of God. Let us watch how we are working as charismatics. It's amazing. Signs and wonders does not put you at that table. Righteousness, faith, faithfulness, it puts you at the table. Challenge all the children of God. Let's go back to what really matters. And I assure you, on that day, when God says you are blessed to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, you will be blessed. There are certain scriptures I realize you can never understand unless you have a vision. I could never have understood this thing without that visit to, to heaven and the angel explaining the things 
to me and how it works. And you know why he explained it to me? God wanted me to tell you. He wanted me to tell you. Put your hands together, stand to your feet. What a faithful God I have. What a faithful God. What a faithful God I have. Faithful. You are God all by yourself. You are God. You are God. From beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You've got times. You've got times. And seasons in your life. You call for light out of darkness. You go for light out of darkness. You don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen to call me your own. You are God. You are God. From beginning. For argument, you are God all by yourself. You are God, you are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself, mighty God, mighty God. I bless your name. Let's fall out.
A mosquito can bite you for one hour, no damage. But a big articulated track will hit you for only one second. Permanent damage. God is powerful. I'm about to pray a very short prayer, but permanent powerful results. Somebody shout amen. amen. Somebody shout a loud amen. amen. Tell your neighbor it's going to be very short and powerful. Today, I feel a stirring in my heart for healing. I've seen God heal many, 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 many people. I cannot count. Countless. One day a man had a dream. He took a taxi. When he took the taxi, the taxi driver said, you have to pay me. He didn't have money. Then the driver said, I'm going to collect your testicles as they pay. When he woke up, he was impotent. And I said to him, I didn't know that the Uber drivers in the spirit, they collect people's testicles. I never knew. I said to the man, whoever came for your testicles in the night, we are collecting it. We prayed. The following day, the man was back. He said to me, Pastor, a 450 kV generator has been installed. The doom saw is over. Put your hands together for Jesus. He said, the doom saw is over. God did it for Abraham. The Bible says, he was now dead. He, basically, he was alive. <laughs> but something was dead. When he was about a hundred years old. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is the ghost of Jesus. When I was young, my grandmother died. In the night, I heard a noise. Downstairs. I ran under my bed. I said, my grandmother has come. Because I believe that her ghost could come to the house. If you can believe that your grandmother has a ghost, you should believe that Jesus has a ghost. And the Holy Ghost is the ghost of Jesus. So today Jesus is here. Whatever healing he did for Bartimaeus, he did for Lazarus, he did for everybody, he's about to do it for you. You are believing God for healing. Lift up your two hands and begin to ask Him. He's healing you instantly. And He's healing you now. Not next week. Now. Just ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. Maika satoko baharganda bushatoko baharganda bukabariganda. Laika bushataka bukabariganda bushataka buriganda buriganda. Marianda Bushataka Borianda, Marianda Borianda, Bishataka Borianda, Bushataka Borianda, Borianda Borianda, Romariganda Bashataka Borianda, Bushataka Borianda Borianda, Aisataka Bohariganda, Bushataka Borianda, Laika Borianda, Borianda, Boriala Borianda, Boriala Balabayala Baba Babayano, Marianda Bushataka Borianda, Borianda Bushataka Baria, Layala Bashataka Borianda Borianda. I curse diabetes, I curse high blood pressure, I curse every cancer, I curse every growth, I curse every pain, I curse every negative love report, I curse hepatitis B, I curse every pain in the leg, in the neck, I curse every surgery, 
I destroy every surgery. I cancel it in Jesus' name. I pray for pain in the stomach to go, pain in the neck disappear, every type of disease, every type of spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave the bodies of the people of God. Get out now. Leave now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Receive the healing power of God. Receive the mercy of God. Receive the blood of Jesus. From today, you shall be free. From today, you shall not experience sickness anymore. This is the day of liberty. I proclaim the day of liberty. I proclaim the day of liberation. I liberate you from the works of evil. I liberate you from the works of the enemy. Close your eyes, lift up your two hands. As we were praying, I saw flashes of light. It looked like lightning, like when thunder is about to strike. And you see light flashes. You see the lightning first. And then the thunder follows. The lightning is the word of God. The thunder is the power of God. I just saw the lightning in the realm of the spirit. So what it means is that the power of healing follows. Wherever you are, receive a healing anointing. Oh Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. Holy Spirit, begin to minister to your people now. Touch them. Deliver, deliver them. Touch them. It has started. It has started. Mm. The person who just coughed, something just left you. Something is leaving you. The person who is coughing, come to me right now. A spirit of infirmity is leaving you. A spirit of infirmity. You are healed. You are free. I see like a tap has been opened. It symbolizes the flow of the spirit. Somebody with a stomach pain. Terrible one. This tap I saw is the river of God. I see this river moving in your stomach. I see something like a rope or a cloth is being untied from around your stomach area. Deliverance is taking place. A stomach problem is being resolved right now. Come on, look. Bring that person to me. There are three people here like that. This is number one. Number two, receive your deliverance. Bring that person to me. Number three, this one has to do with childbirth. Receive a touch. From the spirit of God. 
Thank you. Loose. has to do with childbirth. Problems. Mm. I see a hand removing things from your stomach. I see that same hand putting new things into your stomach. Oh Jesus. Let your glory fall. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let your glory fall. Let your glory fall. Bring that person to me. Somebody with a very terrible neck problem. Three months now, this neck has been troubling you. Come to me right now problem with the neck. Ayi kasono koba harganda bo shada bariganda. Romari asata kavu horianda bo shada bakariganda bo shada bakariganda. From today, I declare you healed permanently. I declare you healed permanently. Be healed in Jesus' name. You will never experience this pain again. Thank you. Maiko sotokoba arianda shiria la boyorokoba arianda boyorokoba ariandas. Lee sotokoba arianda boyorokoba. If you are here, you had a dream. In the dream, somebody opened your chest area and removed something. From it, walk to me right now. It was a dream. But somebody opened your chest area and removed something. You are that person, come to me right now. I saw it like a film. The Holy Ghost said to me, That was a demonic attack. The devil has stolen something. Restore it. Lift your two hands. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I restore that with the palmer worm has eaten. The locust has eaten. The canker worm has eaten. The caterpillar has eaten. And restores health to your heart. Receive new body parts. In Jesus' name.